Vancouver in the blazing sun on the 9th of February, 61. And from the 10th of February through all May, it rained and poured all night and day. The more they tried to keep me down. Welcome back to another episode of Whistler and Vancouver, places where we tell you about all the interesting places around Whistler and Vancouver that you must not miss. We have authors Dave and Graham here. So guys, what are we going to talk about today? Is it Vancouver? Is it Whistler? Is it somewhere around the two? What are we doing? Well, first of all, hi, Mike. Hi, Dave. Hi, hi Mike. <laughs> hi, hi, Graham. Hi, Mike. Oh, should we, should we mention that Dave's uh... famous? Should we mention that Dave's famous now? I keep forgetting it's always famous though i feel like he's especially famous this week we can show out that dave was, I was on. interviewed by on the national news by ian hannamansing who uh ah. conducts a very good interview and is super knowledgeable and a huge olympic enthusiast he's the real deal he's been to all these olympic games and studies their history and he's a lawyer you know I mean, he's just so smart and such a nice guy anyways I, a lawyer. he asked me about the vancouver, the vancouver bid uh for the olympics yeah that's amazing. So yeah, Dave. That was in the national news. Big deal. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> so get, thanks get for mentioning the Mike. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that to our, our listeners' attention. Well, not only that, I mean, Dave, you are also the New York Times best-selling author of uh, your B book. Well, I wouldn't. Uh, the term "best-selling author" is slapped around too much. I, <laughs> and I slap it around. I'll, all I'll the take time. it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll, uh, I, the, the New York Times reviewed the book. Yeah. And it was on the BC bestsellers wow. list for three See? weeks. A big difference. Yeah. <laughs> Ringing all the bells. On the BC being a, having a little note in a BC ferry underneath your uh, your book title. I'll take Dave, it. You were on. Yeah. But you right. guys, so, so you guys are both. But you guys were recently, well, a little while ago now, uh, interviewed on CDC radio. So we'll say that you're both CDC famous. At this point. We are the corporation does wonders of taxpayers' dollars <laughs> at work promoting us. I like it. Yeah. Our media empire is growing. That's for sure. Uh, so, but guys, sorry, what are we going to talk about today, Graham? I think you were starting off. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, share about uh, chapter 89 in the Vancouver book, the Seaforth Armory. One of my favorite places. I have a picture over there. Yep. And you, you've got a background with the volunteering yep. for the militia. Is that right? The militia? That yeah, that's, uh, that's the old old school term dave's old oh, okay. dave's, dave's old school uh, yeah i was a, so, i was a cadet instructor in the uh, yep. canadian army um and uh so i've, I've been in there and i attached to the seaforth um islanders so the 72nd seaforth royal canadian army right. cadet corps is the the group that i work with so i've i've been in there lots of times and that's where you you meet that's where you you conduct exercises yeah, there you meet there yeah, that's the meetings the there and um I, I love the building. So just from the outside, so this reason why it's in the book. So first, let me just uh, say 1650 Burrard Street is what we're talking about. So that's the location. It's the south side of, of Burrard Bridge, and it's a Scottish baronial castle. So many people would have driven by it um, many, it many of different times. So that's the place that we're talking about. It is very hard to miss for sure. You drive yeah, it's got by beautiful it's like blue awesome. doors and it's got the little yeah. turret. And everything. Uh, it's got a light and a armored tank. Doesn't have a tank sitting yeah, in front too. A light armored vehicle sitting outside of it. Um, and by the way, thanks for mentioning that. That is one of only two of them in the province. So there are two of those vehicles in the province, and that's one of them. And it's actually a memorial uh, to the 500 more or less members of the 39th Brigade uh, who served in Afghanistan. Uh, oh. So that's pretty cool too. So from the outside, it's very cool. It's a Scottish baronial castle. It's got this light armored uh, vehicle uh, outside. On the inside, there's a museum. 
Now, now, now Graham, oh, yeah. Graham, I want to, I want to stop you. When you say Scottish baronial. What, what's the word <laughs> baronial mean? I'm sorry, I mean you just say that like we're supposed to know what it is. Well, didn't you is that a it. style of architecture? Is that a period? I'm surprised. Is that uh, I don't know what, what does baronial mean. I'm surprised because I thought you actually were a baron. <laughs> okay, so so are you not? <laughs> well, I, I come from baron stock, baron stock, but. So B-A-R-O-N, baronial, yeah. what does it mean? Well, your, your baron ancestors must have had a baronial estate. But it, yes, it's, I'm joking. Right? It, it doesn't look like that. It, 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 <laughs> is, is Dave, does this, does this mean your houseboat is baronial? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> no. Yes, <it's> <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I'd describe your houseboat. Um, but, but seriously, I mean, it is an baronial. It is an architectural <laughs> style. Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's it, like, I mean, you look at the Disney castle. Is that baronial? The one in Walt Disney? Might be. Could be. Although that one seems to be a little bit more sort of <laughs> the, the only other castle I know. <laughs> I think the Disney <laughs> one seems to be, that's modeled after, I think, an Austrian castle. That's okay, the Castle Menzies yeah, in yeah. Scotland, your castle. Because uh, I, I mean, yeah. I'm a Baron Graham as a castle. Uh, come on, everybody. What's the the Menzies castle? Yeah, like I don't think Scotland's it's baronial. I wouldn't describe right. it as baronial. I think Sorry, baronial's go on. Got some more <laughs> curves to it, right? So rounded towers and a nice sort of rounded uh, bit at the top of the tower. Uh, the Menzies castle is more angles. It's all right angles. Anyway, I okay. digress. Architecturally, Nice uh, noteworthy from, from the outside. Um, inside, there is a museum, which is also awesome. Now, it's a, it's a regimental museum, and it's COVID time, so who knows you know, um, when you'll be able to go in and see it. But you can contact the museum uh, curator, go to the, the website, if, if you really wanted to try and arrange some time. I'm sure you could probably come to some sort of understanding. Um, but the museum itself is really cool. They've got displays all around the parade square, in the hallways, in the mess rooms. They've got stuff from First World War. They've got stuff from Second World War. They've got wow. things that commemorate their regiment's participation in Egypt, Cyprus, Iraq, Bosnia, Nambia, Croatia, the Golan Heights, and of course, Afghanistan. So there's some really neat regimental yeah. history in there. And there's some really cool artifacts. So like the First World War artifact, that's my favorite is they, ha they have at Vimy Ridge, a lot of people died um, in that conflict and they erected in the day um, or days afterwards, a little memorial cross um, for their comrades. That was preserved and you can go and see it. It's, it's in the, in the, wow. the original, like it was actually on Vimy Ridge. So that's kind of cool. There's also, um, a Bren gun there and a little piece of uh, Second World War um, German uh, airplane <laughs> that was shot down with a Bren gun, which I think is pretty awesome because, you know. They just took the plane and we're like, we're going to put it in a museum. No, the plane was like flying by and the guys were like, yeah. some guy picked up a Bren gun, which is basically a machine gun, yeah. and fired at the plane and took it down. Like infantry regiments don't normally shoot down, shoot down airplanes that seems fair yeah but, but they did and they took a little piece of, of the wreckage and it's it's in there and there's a little uh display as well about uh, smoky smith you know have either of you heard of smoky smith no 
No idea. Fascinating character. Guy served with the uh, Seaforth Highlanders. He got the Victoria Cross, and he got the Victoria Cross <laughs> for taking on a tank. Basically, one guy took on a tank. Yeah. It seems uh, it seems like a mm. uh, an unfair fight. Well, I think Smokey was fired up. You know, they <laughs> they, they got him. They got him angry, and uh, he was like, "Okay," but then then they backed off. They, they they thought there was a whole regiment there, and I think it was just like you know, Smokey just uh, going to town on these guys. Anyways, there's some fascinating artifacts and stories there that are inside the museum. Um, okay. A couple other things I want to tell you about this. I'm going fast because I don't want to. I could go on forever. Are we, are we doing okay? Yeah, we got well, a lot of time. You know a lot about this because you've been there hundreds of times for meetings, and uh, you know you it, it's close to your heart. And we're interested. Go okay, on. all right. Okay. Slow down. So the other thing, so a little bit of history about it. It was opened in 1936, and it was opened by His Excellency Lord Tweedsmuir. Right, Park, School. Yeah, so you hear that name Common around. Name, a name that would be familiar with in Vancouver, yeah. Tweedsmuir. Yep. Oh, now, yeah. the neat thing is, yeah. um, he was also the Governor General of Canada. Oh, wow. And his real name was John, and, and I'm not really quite sure how to pronounce the last name, B-U-C-H-A-N. Buchan? 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 Buchan, probably. John Buchan, the Lord of Tweedsmuir. Um, and the thing that's really kind of neat about him is he's also an author, like you, Dave. He's famous. <laughs> and here's one of his books. I'm just holding it up for Dave and Mike to see. The 39 Steps. The 39 Steps. It cost 60 cents. How long have you had that book? Yeah, this this uh, this uh, pen edition of the book is probably from 1967. You could get Ooh. it for 60 cents. Have you read it? Yeah. But the, is it good? Well, um, by contemporary, <laughs> by contemporary standards, I'll be honest, by contemporary standards, it's a little bit wanting. But it was written in like 1915. So you have to imagine what literature was like Different in 1915. Times. And in 1915, this is basically the prototype spy thriller. So it's a spy thriller. And a lot of people, or at least some people, say that this is the prototype James Bond novel. Wow, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So spy novel, um, and there's like an international evil villain, and there's, you know, all, all kinds of some of the fundamental aspects of the Bond uh, genre that are that are in this book. So I think that it's kind of cool that, you know, he was a he was a guy that wrote and he wrote like a series of them. There's like five books in the series and Alfred Hitchcock um, eventually turned this one into a movie in 1935. Um, oh so it's kind of neat that uh, I think there's that sort of hidden background about him. We sort of think, oh, Lord Tweedsmer, the governor general came over and snipped the ribbons and huzzah, hurrah. And that's true. But there's also this other sort of neat background behind him. Uh, and it's kind of fun to imagine him actually being there and being involved in the opening yeah, cool. back in 1936. And Tweedsmer, that's interesting. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned a little bit about the regiment earlier and the different places they'd been. I forgot to mention that their colonel in chief was uh, Prince Philip. And of course, he passed recently, so recently. There, there is no colonel in chief at, the, at the is moment. Queen Elizabeth's husband. Queen Elizabeth's husband. Yeah. But that reminded me that uh, Dave, um, you met him. I think <laughs> I think twice on the same day. Is that right? 
Well, I, when I worked, when I lived in London, and that's why I was interviewed by Ian Hanamansen, because I worked, I worked on the London Olympic bid and I worked on the Vancouver Olympic bid. But um, we got invited, about, about 100 people that worked on the bid got invited to a reception at Buckingham Palace to meet Queen Elizabeth. So it was a little finger food party and we're all kind of in a beautiful room dilly-dallying around. And I'm in a conversation pod of five or six people and then watch Prince Philip and he just starts talking to us. And, um, you know, how does one act when the prince, you know, says to you, where are you from? You just, you just answer, my name is Dave. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. I worked on the bid there. Then he goes around the whole pod, where are you from? And asks him, everybody was from London, except for me. And then about 20 minutes later in the reception, I'm in another conversation pod talking to people. And he comes up and I think, well, you know, what do I do? Should I, I met him. Should I introduce him to them? Should I bow up because <laughs> I've met him? Or should I just keep my mouth shut? And he gets to me, he goes, he goes, oh, Pip, Pip, cheerio, where, where are you from? And I go, I'm from Vancouver. And he goes, oh, you're the third person here I've met from Vancouver. Everybody here is from Vancouver. Of course, I was the only person there from Vancouver. He forgot he had met me. So it was, um, that's my story. About I Prince have Philip. this Sorry. vision in my head of you, you know, being met at the at the reception line and then walking around to the end. <laughs> just to meet him all over. You know, just keep on meeting him over and over again. No, it was it happened accidentally, but he was he seemed like a charming old. I mean, he was in his early eighties back then, maybe mid eighties, and uh, well, he was what ninety something when ago. he died. Recently. Yeah, I think he died in his late nine. I mean, the Queen's yeah. doing great. I saw He's her, there, but yeah. did he? Would he have opened it, Graham, or would he have been involved? No, he wouldn't have opened it because it was nineteen thirty-five. Although he might have. You know. <laughs> no, he would have. He would have visited it and been made the. What did you? He was the honorary. Um, He's colonel in chief. Colonel Chief. Colonel Chief. Yeah. So that's that's uh, a, that's another kind of cool piece of history for the regiment. I have a random question. So was I, I've always wondered this: Was the Barrard Bridge built before or after, or around the same time? So every time I drive over that, I always wonder which one's older. That's and a I really good question. That. I'm going to say yeah, I'm going to say before. Um, oh, okay. Because I know that the braziers, uh, those those lights uh, at each end. Um, okay. Those flaming, they sort of look like flaming um, uh, torches. That's a memorial yeah, yeah. to uh, First World War okay. uh, soldiers. So I think I, I'm, I'm uh, sure so that it was like after 1920, but I think it was maybe around 1935. It's a great question. Bridge. Yeah. Because I've always wondered, because right. you obviously drive over the Broad Bridge, and it's like yeah. right and there my, on your left-hand side. My, my final comment, are we getting ready for final yeah, comments? Yeah, yeah, okay, final comments. Would be, um, in our 111 Vancouver book, I wanted to do the Molson clock. Right. And find out something quirky or interesting about, you know, who designed it. And now that whole building's, it's either coming down or it's down, you know. They're starting yeah. to slowly deconstruct yeah. it. And the armory will be just that much more interesting when, because condo, it's going to be a huge condo development yeah. there. But the armory, armory is obviously staying there, but the Molson building has now moved out to between Abbotsford and Chilliwack. You go along Highway 1 and there's a huge plant. That's where they root now. And talk about prime real estate, right next door to the armories is the Molson building and the Broad Street Bridge. But I think the, I'm glad the armory is safe because um, be ashamed if it was part of the deal to demolish that whole that whole acreage. Yeah, and like you know, that, the, I feel like that's not going anywhere. Yeah, and when you look at the uh, the pictures in the Vancouver archives from 1936, you go, "Wow, that's really on the edge of town." Um, <laughs> and now, now not so much. Like you say, Dave, yeah. it's going to be uh, a yeah. lot of people there. All right, my final thought. I, I have two, so I'll be quick again. Okay. First one is right across from the armory. It's the Seaforth uh, Peace Park, and uh, it's got a couple interesting. Um, yeah, there's a flame in a, in a water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's so uh, you, you should go. And, yeah, there's a there's a. Did another, not know about uh, that one either. Never seen it. 
Yeah, so go go walk around there, some more hidden art. And then the other one, a bit more practical and nothing to do with history really, is uh, Seagull's Bagel, Bagels is like a five minute walk away. And it's like some of the best is. bagels, I'm gonna say maybe the best bagels in Vancouver. Uh, 1883 Cornwall wow. Avenue, but they've been they've been doing bagels there for uh, I don't know 20, 40 years, forty years, long time, something like that. With a name like Seagulls, it it could be Jewish. I'm not saying it is, but it could be. It's a lot of bagels. Uh, the family came out from Montreal, and I think that's where they got the Montreal uh, bagel uh, right. uh, recipe they, uh, they, they or, or whatever, and then they they brought that. And said, you know, Vancouver needs some good Montreal-style bagels, and they've been uh, they've been doing that ever since. It's it's family-owned and it's fantastic. Great. Okay. Well, well so grab a bagel and go to the Three Fourth Armory and look at the Molson Cold Molson Club yeah. torn down. There's tons to do there. There's a whole lot going on there. Yeah. So Graham took two final thoughts. So I'm gonna forgive my final thought Ooh, in this situation okay. and just say, All right, make sure oh, that you generous. come back. And yes, but I will say, okay, never mind. I'm going to take that back. My final thought is for any of our listeners <laughs> in Vancouver or who have been to Vancouver and want to contest uh, Graham's, Graham's uh, best bagel awarding, <laughs> please let us know. Let us go on Facebook, send us messages, send us emails, let <laughs> us know, because that is a contentious issue that I feel needs to be fought because okay. I have no opinion on what is the best bagel, but Graham. I'm stepping up. Max, Max's bagel is 16th and Oak, isn't this? Oh. Max's Deli? Yeah. Mm. More. Okay, okay, never mind. Yeah, so let us know what you think the best bagel is, which is absolutely nothing to do with what we were talking about in this episode. But uh, when you do cross the Burrard Bridge or when you're in the Kitsilano area, make it over to the, I've forgotten the name, what is it, the C4? C4 Armory? C4 Armory, okay. Yeah. So make it over to the C4th Armory. I did not know the museum there. I'm definitely going to go check it out myself. Uh, so I think it's a very... Uh, important piece of Vancouver history, obviously a very iconic piece of Vancouver history as well. So make sure you go check it out. And then as I always say, make sure you come back next time. We will continue telling you about all the 222-ish places in and around Vancouver and Bristler that you must not miss. So we will see you next time. What happens here? This is